right, everybody. Welcome back to Stories from a Mountain Town. I am your host, Tyler Meany, and with me, I have our three times recurring guest, Alex Kisanarigas. Alex, welcome back. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. Very talkative, Alex Kisanarigas. Thanks so much. <laughs> so, Alex, um, you know, your third time back in the podcast. Tell the nice listeners why you're back for a third time. <laughs> you asked me. <laughs> he said, Alex, well, what, you want a three-peat? What, sure. what event happened <laughs> that I thought was podcast worthy? Yeah, we climbed a hill. We climbed a little a little hill, a little town hill called the Middle Teton. And now Alex, talk about it real quick. Yeah, we went up and then we went down. <laughs> it was a good time. Talk about it a little bit more. I think I, I think you should. Okay. So the Middle Teton, is it the second highest of the Tetons? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wait. We're getting ahead of ourselves. We have some Pacos to drink. So let's pour some of those. There you go. I'll have to do it with my hands. <laughs> Alex is going to try to hold the microphone this time instead of just keeping on the nice mic stands that were provided to me from the good friend Adam Lovick. So, yeah, you like that cup? You like his bartending? Yeah, look at that. Alex was a bartender in a previous life. Or would you call it a mixologist because it was like a cocktail lounge? No, I would call it, I know how to pour a beer. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, so the middle Teton is the second highest of the Tetons, coming in at 12,800 feet above sea level. Right? That's what it was. Yeah, what's yeah? We got a we got a computer here. Can we look it up? We do. Uh, young Taylor, can you look this up for us? <laughs> young Taylor. Keep talking. We don't want dead air. No dead air. Um, yeah, I think it sits what a thousand feet shorter than the Grand. Okay, let's see here. The Middle Teton is the third highest peak in the Teton Range. The third. We were wrong. Third. The peak is immediately southwest of the Grand Teton, and the two are separated from one another by the lower saddle. What's the second highest peak? Um, Mount Owen? Maybe. maybe. Second highest peak. Just her second highest peak in the Tetons. Okay. I gotta put, gotta put my where's my where's young Taylor when we need? Yes. We were talking <laughs> to Taylor. We needed, for those of you that listen to Joe Rogan, he has young Jamie to search things for us, and we need young Taylor. Second highest peak in the Tetons. I, I think it's. Well, no, now it's saying. Yeah, it's the I'm pretty the sure the Middle Teton is yeah. the second highest peak. What in the hell? Google, get your shit straight. The, okay, so the Middle Teton is the second highest peak in the Tetons. Yeah, 12805. Yeah. At, a, at an elevation of 12805, what does the prominence mean? Prominence means the separation in feet from the next highest mountain like or from the from the saddle maybe like so would that be the distance from like the saddle up the to the top you know i i only know how they do prominence for the highest peaks i have no idea how they do it from the second highest or third highest peaks. <laughs> or maybe or would it be the one below it like from the know. south anyways so a very big climb my that's the highest i've ever been <laughs> wink wink <laughs> 12 <laughs> 12 feet above sea level 
and it was an amazing day. Uh, Alex, thank you for bringing me up. Thank you for waiting a day to go so that I could come with. He asked me to go if I wanted to go on Friday, and I couldn't because I have a job. Us in the real world have to work, Alex. Um, but it was amazing, right? Yeah, it's a good time. We um, we got up. We woke up at like two thirty here. Left my house at three a.m. Got out to the trailhead at like three thirty. Got out there. Got going at around four a.m. Totally dark. Just walking your headlamps. Um, and we actually flew up the bit, the beginning of it, right? Yeah, we were, we were, I, I was concerned that we were getting a late start. My idea was to start at three. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what we were walking into, um, in regards to snow or what may slow us down. Yeah. Um, so we, we were going fast the first few hours. Yeah. First two hours, maybe. Yeah, for sure. Until like the sun was rising. Once yeah. we got up. Yeah. Um, and I, I kept saying this when the sun was rising, I'd never been that high up when the sun was rising like that because, you know, you're starting in the dark. And so with every second that goes by, you're seeing more and more color come up over the Gravant mountains. And it's just outstanding to see like a full, it was like a full rainbow of a sunrise. Remember that? Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. It, it's anybody who hasn't done it should. With, a, with an experienced guide or a crazy uh, guy. Is that a legal thing? Do you have to, do you have to include that in there? Well, no, I just don't, I just want people giving it the respect it deserves. Oh yeah. I think you could hike up on some switchbacks. Be fine. Yeah. It's really just be, be safe. So let's, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the difficulty part when we get to that. So we get up, it's, it's like switchbacking through the pine forest and then we get up to where it gets to like real alpine and it's like starts to get rocky and then we get right below the meadows, right? Um, and for those of you who, who know Grand Teton National Park, there's an area up there called the Meadows or High Meadows or Lupine Meadows. I think yeah, it's, they're just called the Meadows. The meadows. It's Garnet, this, Garnet. Garnet Canyon. It's this big canyon that sits at like 9,000 feet, maybe 8,000 feet. Uh, maybe eight, five. Yeah, eight. it's up there, but it's like a decently flat little area it's got a stream running through it it's that you can drink because it's so high up and they don't um they don't want people like going to the bathroom up there and it's coming right out of the melt from the snow so you can drink all the water up there um people camp up there when they're um about to go do one of the peaks and there's like nice grass and flowers and there's like birds and little marmots running around it's like it's really, really picturesque, really beautiful, really, really awesome spot. So we get up through there, and that's pretty chill. And above that is where the snow fields start. And they're not really fields so much as they are slopes. Slopes. What's a snow? What's a field? What's the difference between a I guess field, field would be flat, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So some some snowy areas, um, almost called a glacier at this point because they hang around like all year, or almost all year. Right. Right. And on the way up, since it was so early, the snow was pretty hard. It was supporting us. It was somewhat slippery. So we brought um, our touring poles to help us climb up a bit. And we didn't really have any issue on the way up. Um, I mean, a couple little slips just to our butt, but nothing bad. Um, And then as you're going up there, 
um, it, we get to a really big boulder field. I mean, how how far do you think we traveled in the boulders there? In the boulder field below the meadows or above the meadows? Above the meadows. Above the meadows and above the snow. Oh, I don't know, maybe, what do you think, a mile, half a mile? I was going to say, like, yeah, a, more, a mile. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're, like, hopping from boulder to boulder, like, the whole time. I mean, it's, like, boulders the size of, like, cars and houses. It's major. Um, and the whole time there's, like, you know, flowers around you. You're in this canyon where there's, like, thousand-foot cliffs on every side of you. And as you come up, as you come up into this canyon, you can see the middle Teton. It kind of sticks out from the back of the canyon, right? So it's really, it was really cool for me to be like, all right, I can visualize like that's where we're going because you can see the peak when you get up to the canyon. So it's like, I thought that was cool. Yeah, you can see your destination. Yeah, the whole time. And I'm a visual guy, so I needed that. As we go along, you get through the snow field um, and then you get up to what's called the saddle. Um, not the... Not to be confused with the lower saddle near the Grand Teton. This is on the south side of the Middle Teton. In between the middle and the south. Yeah. A saddle is just kind of a low area between some two peaks. Looks like a saddle. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like where you'd sit your butt. Like if a giant was going to sit on the Tetons, he'd sit sit his butt right on this area. The saddle. Yeah. Um, so we get there, and that's like, that's where the quote-unquote hiking ends, I would say. And the scrambling begins. So from there, then you start working your way up to what's called South. Let's see. It's got a picture right here. Oh, it's the Southwest Coulee. Southwest Coulee. Coulard. Coulard if you're French. Coulee if you're from Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> if you're as cool as Alex and I. Um, so you start climbing up this Coulard. And a Coulard is just basically a chute in the mountains that's you know i don't know it's steep i don't know the definition but it's a steep chute that we climb up and you're scrambling so you're using your hands and your feet to get up things but you're not it's not a vertical wall so you don't need ropes or harnesses yeah so this isn't a grade five technical climb there's no yeah. no rope or even vertical climbing whatsoever involved but the coolie was I, I would say as close to vertical climbing as you could get without it being vertical climbing. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things where you definitely shouldn't fall. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of no fall zones on this climb where it was like almost the whole thing, except for like the, the switchbacks. <laughs> um, I think, I think that you could glissade down a few of those snow slopes. It'd be fine. Yeah. Maybe if we had like an, an ice, ice axe. So yeah. So we get up there. And we actually bumped into a random guy who was hiking it, climbing it for his first time too. So Blair, if you're listening, uh, it was great to meet you out there. Uh, wish we could have like exchanged numbers or something so we could keep in touch while you're here in town. He flew. Yeah, he flew. He was up there hanging He's tired out. Tired of us talking. He was like, "These guys are idiots. I'm getting out of here." And he was like a he was a guide in Rainier yeah. for a while. Yeah. So he just knew what he was doing way more than us. I mean, even though you have good experience doing that, like you, you've never guided. No, he he no, guided. He, he said for like five years or something. He knows more than me. Yeah. So when he started to go down, he just like flew down, and didn't wait for us. Yeah. But we're on the top, and the top is like, uh, ooh, about to sneeze. Um, you're climbing, and then just all of a sudden, you get to the top, and you're like, oh, we're here, you know. 
and then um alex could you explain like the top the area on the top there for the for the listeners like the actual top of the middle yeah yeah Yeah, i mean you look if you look west you got a giant portion of the park that you can't normally see you know that you wouldn't see from the idaho side or the valley the jackson hole valley um you can see iceflow lake directly directly south of the saddle or directly um underneath the saddle Mm -hmm. i should say not south um and obviously if you look east you've got the whole jackson hole valley you got your the the grand teton to the north um, yeah which kind of has this picturesque um overhang um over where you are yeah yeah so if you if you follow me on instagram that the picture i posted that's from the top and that's the grand right there i mean it it's so big and you're so close to it relative to every other time you see it that you feel like you can just reach out and touch it you know yeah it's cool yeah and it's about like how big of an area do you think would you say the top of the middle is uh, i don't know i mean it's like a rock Maybe like the size of this office yeah like i was gonna say there's two rocks probably twice twice as big as this office yeah so it's not a big spa- space um and I, I was honestly i was really glad we were up there with just us and blair uh, because if we were up there with like those eight people how cramped would that have been no i and now i was up on the grand with like eight people because it was a super nice day so there's a lot of people climbing yeah um it was way nicer having just three people at the top mm-hmm. kind of you just enjoy it more yeah, and we and we were the first ones up there for the day, which we didn't really think much of when we got there or when we were. Well, we think we were because somebody could have yeah. gone and done the middle and then the south. Yeah, but uh, we didn't really see any prints. We didn't see any fresh prints. in front of us. Fresh um, prints. Fresh prints. Um, <laughs> we didn't really think much of that when we did it or when we were going up. We kept passing people, and we we're like, oh, maybe whatever. But then on the way down, people would be like, oh, what'd you, do, what'd you guys do? And we'd be like, we're the first to do the middle of the day. They're like, oh, no way. That's awesome. So maybe it's a cool thing. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I have no clue. I, I, yeah, sure. Plus one point. Yeah. <laughs> one, one extra point for being the first of the day. Um, but yeah, so we were up there. So we were up there earlier. So the wind, it wasn't windy like at all, which was outstanding that we're at that high up and it wasn't really windy. And it was... I mean, it was in the 30s, but it was sunny and nice, so we were just hanging out. Oh, that's my alarm. Nice. I'm going to turn that phone off. So we were just hanging out up there, and it was so awesome just to be that high and not have any, I mean, not have any, like, yeah. anxiety to, like, get down or... That's the perk of getting up there at 9 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, yeah. we summited at 9 a.m., five hours of climbing to get up there. Yeah. But totally worth it. Took us longer to get down. Yeah, and then uh, any other thoughts on the ascent before we get to the descent? Just uh, it's a pretty pretty steady hike for for the most part. Yeah, um, little, I would s- little rock scrambly there at the end, but not too bad. Yeah, I would say the average person could probably do eighty percent of it. And I, I mean, anybody like, motivated could do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you don't need to have any sort of mountain skill. Um, you need to be well conditioned if you're not, you know, you need to be altitude conditioned, certainly. But if you're in shape, you don't need any special skills or equipment to get up to the saddle. Now, if you're doing it today, I would bring some crampons and a nice axe. Why do you say that? 
I think we could have used those. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. Um, but yeah. So, but it, it's a, it, uh, it's just such a great kind of intro to big mountain ascents. That is, it's a very good intro. I, I would say I yeah. haven't climbed anything better. That's a good intro to doing big yeah. mountains than that. Like if you, you know, I, I want to do the grand, I want to do the grand this summer, but I've never really done anything that big or that long. So it's like, this is the perfect little tester to be like, do I want to be out for, I mean, the grand is two days, but for like 12 hour days, moving the entire day up that high, is that something I want to do? Does Is the payoff of the, the peak worth it for me? And it totally is. Yeah. And I, that's what I live for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't know that. Cause then, I mean, I haven't even, I should, probably should do this, but I haven't even hiked like the resort in full or anything right, like right. that. Like glory and and uh, I guess the pyramid are the are the big ones I've done, but yeah. But they don't yeah, go on too all far high above alpine level though. Say that again. They don't go too far above alpine. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. I mean, Jackson, Jacks, the area of Jackson is not popular because it's so high up. It's probably because you can get a ton of vertical like from your house. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's you know? it's sheer verticality. Not, I mean, you could go to Breck and be much higher than yeah. Than Jackson, yeah, but that was that's the other cool thing. So since it's it's just in the park and it's just accessible from one of the random parking lots, uh, we slept at my house the night before, and then we came home and had dinner, and I showered and slept at my house the night after that that night after, which I think is like awesome because you don't need yeah. to be like it doesn't need to be like a five day trek in bringing all your food, shitting in a bag for a week you know, mm. to do the, to do this, this summit, you can do it from your own house or hotel room or whatever. Yeah. That's a nice part about the Tetons other than like Mount Moran. Mm-hmm. There's not many things you need to take multi days if you don't want to. Yeah. How do you get to Mount Moran if you do it in the summer? No idea. You boat over, get dropped off. I don't know. I just know it's a few days sent. Yeah. Well, not, it's not like five days, but I think it's three up and down. So three really? total. Day and a half up, day and a half down. Maybe probably two days up, day day down. Man, I, think I, I don't know. Somebody's gonna listen to this. Call me. An idiot. Yeah, let's see this. Let's look it up. <laughs> Young Taylor. <laughs> Young Taylor. Mount um, Moran. Yeah, I would love to do Mount Moran and then CMC route. Uh, yeah, if that's the most popular, snag it. Five three to five four. So it is technical. Let's say how far. Uh, or how long? No, I scroll down. And I don't see anything. Going. <laughs> this is this, this is amazing. Name drizzle, right drizzle plus. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> the fact that that's a, like an actual name of something. What is it the naming of? A um, peak? I guess. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not seeing anything here. I don't know. I Either know. Way takes a few days either um, way that's for another that's for another season i think we got one that's that's not us yet um i'd do it would you yeah but yeah. yeah maybe i will do it this summer i have time yeah so yeah so that's the cool thing about some of the other teton peaks you can do it from your house your hotel room wherever wherever you're at in jackson um and now for the descent you ready for, to talk about this again, or do you have too much scar tissue? Oh uh, no, no, I'm fine. It's, so it's you know, you break down, you break down things to make them stronger. Yep, we got to re-talk <laughs> about it. So, 
you start going down and down is way harder i thought because the the scrambling part you just went up now you have to go down it but you have to there's a lot of loose rocks and gravel that you don't want to slide down because your partners are below you or other groups are below you and that could kill them so you're like trying to be soft and agile and get down at some sort of pace but also not have anything slide so that that was super sketch, sketchy that made us go really slow yeah, and then even on, on a small example level, I I had a rock slip out from underneath yeah. my foot, and it went and hit you in the ankle. You got a little bruise there. Yeah, it's all good now. But it's like, but yeah, that's, but that was exactly why you said what you said when we first got in the, into the rocks. Yeah. So you're supposed to, you're supposed to hike near your partner, so that if one of you, the one above you, or the one on the on the top, loses a rock. It's not going very fast when it hits the if it hits the person on the bottom, right? And that perfectly played out because we were like three feet apart. Yeah, um, you wouldn't you wouldn't want a you know ten pound rock hurtling. Yeah, and that one wasn't that big, and mountain, we weren't that yeah. far away, and it's still like I, w- I was bleeding a touch from it, and I had a little bruise. Yeah, but like I, if it was we any were bigger, five feet away from each other. Yeah, if it was yeah. any bigger or if we were any farther away, that could have been actually dangerous. Right. But the, so it's perfectly that like the thing you said would to do like worked out and proved itself um so you're going down and then you get you know it takes a while just to like because you're lowering yourself down every single step and you're tired already a little bit um you get down to the saddle and that was that's kind of when you kind of when we like decompressed we're like all right we did it like let's get down which was a little bit early i thought that was that was we drank a beer there had some had our lunch and gave uh, people some advice on how to get up yeah um yeah, the the part that I was most nervous about ended up being the part that we should have been most nervous about. The snow? Which was the snow going down once it had been baking in the sun. Yeah. Um, would have been real nice to have crampons. Mm-hmm. I just, I had some little micro spikes that did nothing. Not even micro spikes, like trail running. Um, How would you describe those, like? crampon like little baby crampons like if you put paper clips on some rubber and put them on your feet <laughs> that's how much metal was on that thing right like a paper clip wrapped around the rubber um yeah a little thicker than that but yeah that's, that's not a bad description but yeah um, and i just had i just had on my hiking shoes and 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 uh the ski poles but yeah we started going once we got through the boulders again oh we forgot to talk about the i guess we talked about the water but like in the boulder field, there was all these little streams trickling through the rocks and over over flat rocks and whatever. And this what I thought was so awesome because we're going through so much water on a hot day doing that sort of thing. It's so cool that we could just fill up at, at like every like mile basically if we yeah. needed to. That's how much like fresh You're water. You're at was the up source, there. brother. At the source. Yeah, let's talk about the hydration. Hydro, Hydra what is it? Homies? Yeah, yeah look just it find it. I want I want to show you this. Yeah, there's this uh, subreddit called Hydro Homies, which, uh, <laughs> yeah, right there. And then, like, sort by Hydro um, top homies. all. So then, this yeah, one. go to top and go to all. Uh, yeah, so. So, yeah, explain Hydro Homies again. Yeah, Hydro Homies is just a group of people on Reddit <laughs> who love water, and they're very bro about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and and there's this one post on Reddit. <laughs> uh, keep scrolling, keep scrolling. It's like at towards the top. Keep going. 
Um, I have been to the Source Brothers. Oh my god! <laughs> this is what you I was thinking this. about whenever Tyler filled up his water bottle. Yeah, did that? That's got to be out here. You think so? No, I don't know. I don't know. Actually, doesn't look at the Tetons at all. Um, but yeah, so he was telling me about this because there's all this cool water out here, and we're like, oh wow, look how clear it is. So we were being hydro homies. Yep, hydro homies. And then we reenacted this little video where this this post on here, he's filling up at a mountain stream just like we were, and we're like, kept saying it. It's cooler when you were there. Yeah, should have been there. <laughs> Had to be there. Um, so sorry, I wanted to touch on that because that was like, uh, I've been on long hikes and it's like you never know how, to, how you don't want to carry like nine Nalgene's up there, you know? Yeah. But that's a really big. I don't. I think it'd be so much harder to do any of those peaks if that if that water wasn't so fresh. Oh, you could bring well, you could life straw it or put some iodine in there. But I mean, I I don't think you have anything to worry about. I mean, you're not sick, are you? No, I'm good. No, there you go. And I drink like three hydro flasks of just mountain water. Yeah. So I I think I might have a little bit more hair on my chest since then <laughs> because of the mountain water. And, your and I think no, I shouldn't say that. Um, I was gonna say something phallic. Um, I think my my muscles are a little bit keep bigger. Keep it PG. <laughs> keep keep the old. No, I can click the I can PG. click the explicit button on when I send when I post it. <laughs> um, but yeah, mountain water, crisp, clean, tastes like tastes like America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. So we're so we get down into the snow, back into the snow slopes, and now they've been baking for five more hours, something like that, four or five hours. And so, as you'd imagine, what snow does when it's July, it gets real soft and slushy and uh, starts to, what we, you'd call it rotten snow almost, right? Yeah, I mean, you're post-holing. Yeah, like, like it, doesn't, it doesn't support your weight anymore. It slips away easier. Um, and so there's these big snow fields that are like, I mean, I mean how, like how what, what do you think the distance was of the one we slid down? Uh, maybe 150 feet. What do you think? 100 feet? I was going to say like, well, I get, I'm, I was doing it in yards because I can picture football fields. Oh, a football field? Maybe like 200, fo- 200 uh, yards Two from like fields? from like the size of the yeah, whole field. I can see that. Yeah. But so there's these snow fields like 200, 200 yards tall or wide or whatever. And you're kind of going along the edges of them or going down them or going across them. Um, and we get to one. We're going, we're traversing across it in these footprints, ours and others from the day. Um, and we got our poles. We're trucking along, taking it slow, trying to kick in, get to get some grip. And I slip out and I start sliding down this thing. And I, I thought I was going to die. I'm not joking. I was like, I tried like sticking my poles in the, in the thing. Like you had briefly mentioned to me that didn't work. So it's like, fuck this is the end because there's a big boulder below me like very big he wasn't moving fast and i know in the moment yeah you think you're moving fast enough uh-huh. to die but me watching him i'm like oh he's fine i don't need to like slide down there and try to intercept him or anything yeah. not, not that that's something you should do but. yeah but yeah in the middle i'm like oh god i'm not slowing down i'm getting faster this is where i die and i actually like pictured <laughs> myself like hitting the thing and like what do i do um but then i like just started digging my hands into the snow and slowed down enough. And then I just gently came to the rock and like just stood up. Um, but sc- scary little moment there. And then I get up and then Alex is like, I'm like, I'm, I'm okay. And Alex is like, whoo, 
did you <laughs> check your pants there? Stuff like that. And then he keeps walking and he's like, well, you know, if you slide like that, you got to do this to stop yourself. And mid-demonstration, he falls and then has to demonstrate how to stop when sliding through an ice field. It was field a perfect too. demonstration. It was perfect. Yeah, just how to self-arrest in the moment. Yes. Perfect timing. Spot on. Yeah, perfect timing. Um, and so we both slid down this thing. <laughs> We're both okay. I, I mean, I was a little... My, hand, my like... You know when you get like a scary thing and your hands shake a little bit? Yeah. That's what I was doing. Oh, yeah. Because I was totally panicked. I was That's like, awesome. yeah. But I got down. We're all good. And the, the only injury is my knuckle is is scuffed. You got a boo-boo? I got a boo-boo. Uh, we keep going down and... A lot more. Somebody was pumping snow on the way down. Yeah. We like totally forgot about how much snow there was because it was like... I mean, if the whole thing was... The whole thing was like 13 and a half miles, right? Uh, yeah. How many miles of snow do you think we crossed? That's a good question. I think the switchbacks take up most of the most of the uh Oh yeah, the top is just so, so slow moving. Yeah. Three I, miles I, of snow? I'd say maybe two and a two to two and a half. Yeah. Be my guess. It's tough to tell because they're probably big areas, but they look so small because right. of this the the canyon you're in. Right, right. But yeah, two two miles for sure of of walking on snow. And we just like kept coming to it. And we're like, God, we're just so sick of it. Because every single snowfield had big boulders at the bottom of it. And we just both slid down one. Yeah. And every single path, every single little footpath we were on was the same thing we slipped out of, you know? So we were kicking harder. Yeah. yeah. And then it got softer. And we're like, all right, we can like kick yeah. in here and get going. But you just got to be careful on that stuff because you never know when there's water running underneath. You could punch in, fall in. Yeah. And that was the other thing. So many of the tracks was just like right next to a little waterfall and we knew yeah. it went out of the snow and and that's anybody who does any sort of like mountaineering or just like travel like that you know you're not supposed to go over water yeah and you want to um, be like listening for if you can hear it below you and we had to go right next to it a lot yeah and like i've been up there before and i know i was pretty confident that it was just like boulders underneath us yeah um and there was already tracks there and and you could see occasionally where somebody's foot had gone through and, and it was just ankle deep. Mm-hmm. Um, so you didn't really have to worry about it. But, yeah, that was a little bit sketchy sometimes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and so we get down. Oh, hold on one second. I got to reset the camera. Alex, talk. Oh. I didn't know the camera actually ran out. Oh, who knew? Um, anyways, so what did we do next? Once we got through the snowfield on the way down, yeah, you hit the meadows again. There's periodic snowfield, like little little period patches of snow you need to crawl through again. Um, and then you get towards the end of the canyon, wrap it around back to the switchbacks, mm-hmm. and then you start seeing a thousand people. Oh yeah, hiking who's who knows where? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So doing the switchbacks, and we're just like, we're just dead tired. Like my legs were barely moving. I was just dragging my my body down there just to get down. And then you gotta like be conscious of people I because run down. yeah, I shot. <laughs> I'm kidding. So then you gotta be conscious of people because like they're running up or down and they're moving and it's a pandemic, so they're being weird about being near you, you know. And you're just like, I don't even care at this point. I just need to get down because we were on our 
10 at that point, you know? I was really surprised by the amount of people that were wearing masks while hiking. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, power to you if if that's what you want to do. I have no no issue with it. Um, but I was just really caught off guard based on, like, how many people you see walking around town without masks. People yeah. hiking had a higher percentage of masks than the people just walking around. I would agree. I would. Th- I would say we were in the minority of non-mask wearers. Yeah. Like, of, we're probably. And that's not f- out of negligence or anything. It's just out of like we were in the middle of nowhere, not expecting yeah. a thousand people to walk. Past yeah, us it was a lot. Yeah. When we had passed maybe. Ten. Like, ten people. Ten the whole day. Up until yeah. That point. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so we get down and. We're just dragging our feet. Alex is being a psycho and like doing free running at the bottom. And I'm just like, get me out of here. <laughs> I'm done with this. So we got out. All is good. We, um, we were very sore when we got back. Our backs, shoulders, legs, feet, ankles. A little bit of sunburn because it's you know high up there and the sun's stronger up there. Um, all in all, what did you think about the whole thing? Yeah, it was a nice experience. Anytime I'm up in the high alpine, I have a good time. Yeah. Um, I liked how we were able to, I mean, it kind of forces you because it's so long of a distance and you have to move slow. Um, but I like it when I can really get up in those areas and hang out. Like yeah. so much of like hiking is like you go to the spot, you come back down. Or like biking, you you bike up, you bike down. and And we hung out at the top a bit. And then we made stops. We had lunch at the saddle, which is, you know, mm-hmm. 11,000 feet. And we would make stops just to chill out for a second and to kind of just enjoy where we were and enjoy the moment. I really I really liked that. Yeah. It's it's nice when you get to spend extended periods of time in the high alpine. Yeah. Not just... Because uh, we didn't really have... We had nothing to get to. Right. We, we dedicated the whole day to it. It was like, whatever this is going to take, it, it's going to take that. And we're gonna get down safe, and we're gonna enjoy it, and and I'm I'm glad we did it that way. Yeah, that's awesome. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers to one one Teton down. I said many more to go in my caption, but I don't. I mean, there's only like three that are called the Teton that have Teton so in their name. Two more to go. But uh, but do you, do you the even Teton, want to do the South? <laughs> I don't think we want. To, I don't want to do the South. <laughs> but the whole range is also the Tetons, so I could be could could be summoning all That's of the Tetons. Yeah, all the Tetons. Yeah. Um, I want to camp up in the meadows one day. That sounds fun to me. That that sounds outstanding. Everything about that sounds outstanding. Out, sounds outstanding, except for the whole having to shit into a bag. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like when you like when I'm out. What's in the difference between taking a dump on the floor and taking a dump on a bag on the floor? Because I don't have to hold it. I don't have to put it in my backpack. Just kind of set it on the floor and hold it. You know. Well, no, not not the up. putting it in the bag. The the fact oh. that I have to bring it down. Yeah, just bring it down. Yeah, that part that <laughs> I, I don't want to deal with my own shit. Just can't they just get like? Well, you'll go up the Grand one day, and you'll see, like, on the lower saddle, they have a toilet. Oh, they do? Yeah, oh, yeah, you, you still, told me You still got to go in the bag. You told Do you have to... <laughs> it's like hanging off the edge of a cliff. It's yeah. hilarious. You have, we should look this up. What should, what should I search? Uh, just search, like, toilet, lower saddle, Tetons. And Teton, toilet, lower saddle. Yeah, and it's this right here. 
Oh my goodness, this is amazing. <laughs> it's just like a little wooden it's like a little wooden deck on the edge of a cliff. Here's another picture of it that's great. Wow. <laughs> that's the greatest <laughs> shitting location ever. Um and to my knowledge, I don't well, maybe those those walls are still there, but I I don't remember there being that many walls on it, but that's that's, so awesome. that's where it was. So you so. this picture is just showing up. You're looking just like west from the from the toilet and it's just yeah. looking out into this wild expanse of wilderness and mountains and you get to take a shit up there. Yeah, but you still got to go in a bag. Yeah. I mean, I get I mean, I get why you have to do that because I just said how much it, how cool it was that there was a fresh water up there. Yeah. But god, I wish there was an alternative. Yeah. Well, maybe when you're rich and famous one day with that podcast money, that podcast uh, money, you can just donate a uh, an actual toilet to the that gets heli lifted from the yeah <laughs> or how do they what do they do on the top of the resort where do when you sh- in, in Corbett's, Corbett's cabin there's a there's an actual bathroom up there no i know but where does the, does it just go into a tank i have and then no they idea just like it's a weird it? toilet it's loud i think it's a pit toilet just like any other Is like it? campsite yeah oh maybe i'm not thinking of the right thing yeah in Corbett's cabin i don't think you flush those Oh, I could totally be wrong. I could totally have the wrong memory that. I'm pretty sure it's a pit toilet. Wonder, well, somebody just comes sucks it up because they can drive stuff up there. Yeah, and you just helicopter septic, <laughs> or you, have so you like need a, for the for the ground. <laughs> you have a cat machine that's you know has a, a sucker on it. Yeah, or a sucker, a vacuum. Um, since we're up here looking at the grand the grand stuff, w- can we talk about the enclosure? Yeah, the enclosure is cool. I've I've never seen it in person. Explain the enclosure to those that don't know, because I didn't even know until the day before we did the middle. Yeah, so up towards the top of the Tetons, um, there is. Oh, this might have been what they considered the second highest peak, in in that article oh, you read. Uh, maybe. Yeah. Well, that was just Anyways, like the Google snippet. It's, it's up right next to the Grand, and it, it's this feature called the enclosure. And it's it's some vertical climbing to get up there, to my knowledge. And there's a an old Native American structure up there, which is this circle of rocks, kind of Stonehenge-esque, mm-hmm. um, where they used to do... Um, vision quests. Vision quests, yeah. Gosh. So I don't know if that entails just getting high off the altitude or... Peyote. Getting, getting some peyote up there or whatever it may be, but... Uh, that's something that's not talked about very often that I think is pretty cool. It is, dude. For someone who takes a lot of pride in living here and learning about the the Tetons and the mountains and stuff, yeah. the fact that I never heard about this is outstanding. Why aren't people talking about this? And it's like, that's clearly man-made. Yeah. It's like something, it's like, yeah. And you know some, some br- old British dudes weren't up there doing that. No. <laughs> um. But it's not like, and, and also, yeah, I don't think anybody's um, trying to argue with the fact that it's human-made either. No. So it's not even like there's any confusion. I don't think there's that much information on it either. I don't know if it's because people haven't studied it or people just don't know. But, um, yeah, yeah, so it is a vertical climb. Yeah. But, yeah, so it's up. It's 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 actually the second highest peak or point in the Tetons. But is, it, not, is that confirmed? Uh, yeah, second highest point, but it's not considered yeah. its own peak because of that prominence or whatever you said. Right, right. Because it's, bas- it's only like, you know, very, sh- it's like basically just attached to the ground. Um, 
but it's yeah it's just this insane little like you think that's something they talk about in like ancient aliens or something yeah you know what i mean why have they not yeah that's exactly the thing because because i mean if there's a theory that like native americans had contact with them or that was their gods or you know the shit they say in that show yeah this would be the perfect place to go that could be like their place to connect with their alien gods totally i i i've been trying to find more information on it for a long time dude this is this blew my mind when you showed me this yeah so go just google look at that picture right there that's like yeah that's so ever wild. so clearly just like they, they like so unique they just like set up rocks in like a circle to like shelter them but they're sharp flat rocks that somebody like definitely brought up there or shaped yeah because yeah, the rest of the rocks themselves. are just like blocky blocky stuff right yeah and that's important to note because remember when we were doing it the the shape and color of the rocks would kind of change as we went up all the time and yeah. so you would never have just like one of the same rock yeah you'd find like in a pile of rocks yeah you'd, you'd find like the same color and the same shape in a in an area and there wouldn't really be any mixture it would right. just be like you move on and then there'd be a different color and shape right and this is even dif- different color and shape and they're set up and and whatever and not many that not many people go there so it's not like people are making these right or um, recent people are making these but it's just insane so that needs to be in like history books somewhere and there's nothing there's nothing in like any of the national park like information sites you know where they say like oh this is the grand teton it's this big um that says anything about it man whitewashing history i tell you what (laughs) yeah it's a cool spot the patriarchy at it again i wish we knew more about it. Yeah. I mean, I guess what is that what what is there to know about it more than we already know? I don't um I guess maybe one of the one of the native tribes saying like, yeah, that was us. Our our ancestors would go up there for vision quests. They'd go trip balls on peyote and be at altitude. Is the Shoshone around here? Um uh, a lot of different tribes, but Shoshone was one of them. Yeah. Crow um Wind was a tribe, I think. Because I think the Wind River got named after the tribe. Um, but yeah, a bunch. Huh. They'd all like, they'd move around at different like hunting grounds and like trapping grounds and stuff like that. And come, they'd like come up here for the summers and then go. Uh, yeah. Can you imagine like, how many buffalo and elk are here in the summer and fall? Yeah. And then they'd like go down to lower elevations of Wyoming and Idaho and Utah. Right. Um, in the winter into the prairie land but yeah like one of the tribes saying like yeah that, that was us right. and here's what we did it for and here's why we chose that spot you know because it's where we thought our gods would be or you know there's got to be something like that but just to that's I guess that's what it I, that would appease me <laughs> if we knew like if someone was just like yeah that was us yeah but we don't and that's no. super weird a cool spot or if they were like yeah uh we actually summited if like someone in the crow tribe was like we actually summited the grand in roughly this year yeah and 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 wouldn't that be cool like some of our like obviously they had warriors they held held at very high esteem but what if like their warriors coming of age was climbing the grand oh yeah how crazy would that be and here we think that you know the first summit was in like 19 you know whatever for some 1872. Oh, yeah. 
you know, and it was actually like fourteen forty three. Yeah, or earlier, or and it was earlier, just like a guy yeah. in fucking moccasins and leather right. pants and a thong. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> assless leather pants. Yeah, I mean, badass, badass dudes back then. Yeah. Yeah, it, there's a disagreement over who first come the Grand Teton, Nathaniel P. Langford and James Stevenson. They. Oh, however, uh, some believe their description and sketches match the summit of the enclosure. <gasps> the enclosure is named after a man made palisade of rocks on its summit, probably constructed by Native Americans. Probably. So they. Whoa! So Nathaniel Langford, he's credited with the, with the first summit. From St. Paul. From St. Paul, Minnesota. Represent. St. <laughs> yes, Paul legend dude. himself, Nathaniel Pitt Langford. St. Paul's finest. <laughs> Just us Minnesota boys out here climbing big-ass mountains. Um, so he gets credit for it, but he people think he didn't actually do that. He climbed the enclosure. He climbed the enclosure instead. Okay, I, wait, wait, wait. So, and then it says, Nathaniel P. Langford was that guy. And then it says... Um. The wait. Where did I just read? The that? enclosure was first climbed by Native Americans, as suggested by Langford in, in 1873. 1873. So he knew that they climbed it before he did. The enclosure, yeah, but not no, the grand. No, no, the grand, right? No, he says in all likelihood the enclosure was first climbed by oh. Native Americans. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, but still. So he got up there. This is in knew. the second paragraph on the Wikipedia page, the third, and nobody knows about it. The enclosure, this is heavily talking about the enclosure right here. Yeah, that's cool. Man, the fake news media at it again. <laughs> that is so cool. I didn't know there was so much controversy over the Grand Teton. I don't know. Because I know, oh, like, where do they mention Spalding at all? I just see Owen. Uh, he was off making basketballs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. Spalding, Owen, Peterson, and Shy. So they named the route Owen Spalding, but didn't include Peterson, Peterson and Shive. <laughs> maybe, maybe those who didn't like pick the route, or they were just they were just I there. Guess they were just there. <laughs> yeah, they were the, is... they were the mules. They didn't have um, what are the what are the natives in in the Himalayas? Uh, the the Sherpas. Yeah, they didn't have Sherpas, so they had these. So guys. they had Peterson and Shive. And what year was that? Eighteen ninety eight. Maybe know, the Sherpas are badass. They are. They've cla- like. Did you hear about the, the Sherpas that they won National Geographic Adventures of the Year? They mm-hmm. illegally climbed Mount T or uh, sorry Mount Everest, and I think this is how the story goes: they illegally climbed Mount Everest without permits, got to the top, and then paraglided. Oh, yeah! I think I did see this off the top. They had never paraglided before. Paraglided <laughs> off the top. Um, and paraglided to like a river. And their goal was to get to the ocean. Oh, are these the guys? When did this happen? 2013? Um, I, I don't know. No, I think it was earlier than that. Um, Those look like Sherpas. Maybe. But yeah, they, they paraglided this river. And then... Their goal was to get to the ocean from the river, and they got mugged like two or three times on the way to the ocean. Something like that. Somebody's like listening to the story like, no, it was only What's one time. Mugged <laughs> like on the, while they're on the ground? While they were on the, like when they were sleeping. Oh. Yeah. Who, 
And they still made it to the ocean. What assholes mugs the dudes who just paraglided off of Everest? Why don't you not make them dinner or something? Like, you guys are so badass. I'm not going to mug you. I'm going to make you dinner. Yeah. Okay, we're watching a video. It's on Nightline. So I wonder if these are the actual... Two dudes. I mean, look at that wind. Oh, they are Sherpas. So this might be them. Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, look how windy that is. And I don't think they had ever paraglided before. (laughs) (laughs) And dude, I can tell you, like, I've been to 19,000. That's the highest I've been. What does Everest sit at? 26? 27. 27? I can't even imagine how hard it is to breathe up there. Yeah. Yeah, so we're watching this video. It's yeah. an ABC News channel or an ABC News story where they're like interviewing the people involved in it. I'm going to skip ahead here. <laughs> they're smoking, smoking cigarettes smoking on the way cigs. up. These guys are the most badass dudes I yeah. know. Oh my God. Is the word Sherpa like the name of their tribe? Or I mean, is that? That's the people. It'd be like calling you German or something. I yeah. think. Again, somebody's going to listen to this. And yeah, or is it like a wrong. name for like a. I have no idea. For a guy who carries backpacks up i have no idea this is insane so they go boom have you ever paraglided no dude you have to paraglide no it looks fun (laughs) (laughs) don't do it about mask this guy is awesome and they're recording it i didn't know they recorded this This is amazing. Nice. So they got a they got a selfie stick with a GoPro on it, people, and they're just filming themselves at paragliding at the height of Everest. Yeah, they're just going. Yeah. Look at how many mountains there are. Look, they're gonna hit that. Yeah, they need a kayak. Oh my gosh. What are these dudes? <laughs> these guys yeah. are my heroes. So they so they paraglide yeah. down to, you know, some elevation and then they're going to kayak down a this river. This is the craziest whitewater too. And they're in really really nuts whitewater right now. <laughs> and then <they're> not- <laughs> the guy, one guy doesn't even know how to swim. It's oh, amazing. Oh my, you guys need to look this up. Yeah, I think this is where he gets Yeah, they, see, they, they got, got robbed. robbed. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I like, if I could be anybody, it would be these guys. It's the, the boldness, right? Wow. So he said the kayaking was harder than Everest. Yeah. 28 days kayaking is harder than Everest. They made it. (laughs) These guys are so much more badass than anybody I've ever known. Yeah. 
that's so cool that they were able to do that in their and their Sherpas because yeah, so much of Everest history is just British dudes or, and American yeah, dudes, just, you know, European. Yeah, that's outstanding. Yeah, it's so cool. We are total pansies. Oh, I mean, I mean, those, we climbed a. Those those are the faces of those. Are, you look badass up in the definition yeah. of the dictionary. What's this hat? This is like an army hat. Looks like I don't know. It looks good on him. Yeah, we. I mean, we climbed a decently big mountain, but we didn't fucking paraglide down, and we didn't paraglide to the ocean for a month. <laughs> in our kayaks while we're getting yeah. robbed and and don't know how to swim. Yeah, yeah, we know how to <laughs> swim. Yeah, we didn't get robbed on the way down. Like people said, "Hi, how's it going?" That's outstanding. Yeah, these, these guys are cool. All right, what are we at here? Whoa, we fifty two minutes already, man. Is there anything else to say? Should we wrap it up? Up to you. It's your podcast. Yeah, okay. Humble humble guest. I don't make the rules. Oh, the other thing we have to talk about. So, um, audience. So now Alex has been, this is his third podcast on. And we're big, or I'm a big Joe Rogan listener. And Alex was wondering, we're trying to figure out which of Joe Rogan's friends and guests that he has on that are occurring is Alex to my podcast. So if you guys listen to this, send me a message or text me what you think he is, which Joe Rogan friend he is to my podcast. Say whoever the coolest one is. I was thinking Eddie Bravo. I think Eddie Bravo. (laughs) You think I'm sitting here like this telling you conspiracy theories? Yes. (laughs) They're in the freaking frogs game, man. (laughs) You haven't talked about Flat Earth yet, so that would I guess that would keep you from being. I don't believe in it yet. Flat Earth. Dude, I've been up high enough to see the Earth group. Yeah, your pictures from uh, El Misty (laughs) like clearly show the curvature. Yeah. And I could see that not even doing it, but just yeah. from the pictures. Yeah, I mean, like, you, you could see the, like, Yeah. Did you watch that Flat Earth documentary on Netflix? No. So dumb. So they just show the Flat Earth community, basically, and everyone's just, like, drinking the Kool-Aid, right? Yeah. And they do this experiment where, um, because of what scientists say the curvature of the Earth is, if you're, like, a certain distance away, you'll have... um you'll be slightly lower than someone that's right. like next to you or yep. near you. Yeah. So they do an experiment where somebody, they, they cut a hole in this like foam cart um, square. Okay. And they shine a light through it. And then somebody else, I should just look this up cause I'm going to butcher it, but their, their test goes wrong and right. they're, they're on a flat earth documentary and they prove that there's curvature of the earth on the flat earth documentary. Oh, that's perfect. I mean, flat earth, <laughs> Is the most ridiculous thing. Demonstration. Uh, you know, at least some of the, some conspiracies have some some backing behind them. Yeah, a flat Earth does not. Where is this thing? Flat Earth. You know, have you ever seen the tweet that the Flat Earth Society sent out? It's like we have followers all around the globe, <laughs> and somebody replied, "The what?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah. So hopefully this shows. Yeah, a group of flat earthers accidentally proved the earth is round in an awkward moment from documentary behind the curve. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awkward, dude. Yeah, this is just part of the dumbing down of our this is the, of our country. This is the trailer. Ugh. People are easier this, to herd yeah, look at. when they don't know things, Tyler. Can we just, I just want to see, 
Where's the cardboard or the styrofoam? Yeah, I just want to see the test. Show again. us the styrofoam. Come on. Let's go to YouTube. On this episode of Stories from Mountain Town, Alex and Tyler just Google search random Mythbusters shit. as a kid? Not a ton. Oh. The uh, Grant Imahara just passed. I saw that. Behind the curve. That's a, um, a big bummer. Passed? I don't know. I that like, I don't yeah I'm not gonna comment. <laughs> I wish I could find this thing because it's so bad. Yeah, flat Earth. I just don't under I don't understand the flat Earth. You know what though? Okay, here. So this is it. Okay, so they're shooting a laser. They're shooting a laser at 3.88 miles, and I think at that distance you're. Ever so slightly below. Yeah, that makes sense. The, the other person, the laser should have a, a varied. Well, it would hit like a thing. If they're saying it's flat, it should just hit the thing that's three point eight eight miles away, right? You don't think? Actually, I don't know how the physics works. Gravity doesn't pull light, does it? No. Does it? Well, not gravity on Earth. I don't think our gravity is strong enough. Black hole gravity does. That's where I was thinking. Is but I know black hole gravity does. I can't. Okay, I can't find the video, but. Yeah, but so the they, point is, the flat earthers are wrong. Yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah, so they do this demonstration, and they're like, they're like, all right, let's see it, let's see it, and then they it doesn't work the way they uh, thought, and then they're like, oh, oh crap. <laughs> but hey, they're getting paid. That's probably all they cared about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's wrap this up. Um, what can you give a little? suggestion to the listeners of something you've been doing during during quarantine to keep yourself busy keep yourself bored uh, from being bored um bettering yourself that sort of thing that's i've been ending most podcasts recently a lot of strategy games strategy games <laughs> yeah. like like risk like settlers of Catan. settlers on your own or yeah like- yeah i play a lot of online settlers of Catan. <laughs> and the award for the coolest guest i've ever had <laughs> Alex Kisnergis. <laughs> you just, you, you know, it's all about the strategy. Strategy you games. Get, you get smarter. That is, I've heard that about like chess and the, yeah. and like risk and shit. You take, you approach life differently. Yeah. All right, strategy games, people. Go play some strategy games. Go read a book. Go climb a mountain. Have a good week. Bye. See ya. <laughs>